Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. This is Nick, and Marty has been kicked out of the seat for our Saturday morning episodes. I appreciate him filling in, but I'm back from Houston. You can find us at the HyperClean Specialist Group on Facebook. That group's growing day by day. The input, the the, uh, the feedback in that group is terrific. Or HyperCleanStore.com if you want to check out some of our products. I'm going to talk a lot about my trip to Houston, but I'm going to lead today's show with a little bit of heartbreak that saw the new 2023 BMW 7 Series, and it's a travesty. The design, uninspiring. The car, uninspiring. Let me give you the rundown. They put a lot of screens on the interior. They got a 31-inch screen in the back seat that you can buy for five grand in a theater situation that they want to tell you is innovation. But why is this disappointing to me is because the 7 Series was and should be, and we take care of an M760 pretty frequently that I just I actually like a lot. But they took a once great sedan from a once great company, and I look at BMW, and it just doesn't inspire me anymore. I don't know what the hell's going on over there other than, than look, I, I'm sure they're making money. I'm sure they're doing well. I get all that. I get the argument. But it was a true driver's brand. And now that seems to have gone away. I mean, look at the, 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 the back end, the trunk area, the things that, that, that you see on that new model don't look anything like a luxury sedan the way we would see it. That just doesn't look right. Doesn't look like it's going to sit right. I guess we'll see in person what that looks like, but disappointing. And there's a lot of disappointing stuff from the car world uh, that we won't get into today, but I'll build an episode probably for next week. That's just more car heavy, but I want to get to my trip in Houston and I want to really talk about, I met with six different business owners, guys that have big detail shops that do a lot of coding, that do a lot of different things like that. They also do shops that do a lot of tint and, and do a lot of PPF. And if you follow us at HyperClean store on Instagram, you saw some of my stories of some of the places that I went and, uh, it was an awesome trip. I mean, it's a trip that I have some family down there as well. So I get to, to double dip a little bit, but I did some cold calling for HyperClean, knocked on some doors, introduced myself, those types of things as well. And so the trip taught me a lot because when you talk to people that have seven figure businesses in detailing PPF tent, you realize that they think differently. And let me share one of the first things that across the board, first of all, these owners don't know one another. They don't have, they're not some, you know, they don't have some relationship with one another. They're just six independent owners, but the industry is really divided into two types of owners, owners that are concerned about being the best paint correction guy in the world and owners that want to have the best people on their team. And they're not actually the best at anything on their team other than being the leader of their team. So let me, let me kind of break it down. If you look at my business, one thing I learned on this trip is all these business owners basically have the same philosophy as me. I got three guys on my team now that are terrific at what they do. And they're probably better day-to-day -day detailers than I am. 
that's a positive for VR. That's a positive for these business owners is that if you can say you're the best at doing something on your team, that means that you're not developing your team. So there's a lot of people that keep telling you to attend trainings and be a better polisher and learn how to wipe on a ceramic coating because that's rocket science. And, you know, go to 52 different PPF installation uh, seminars. And that's not what these guys do. These guys adamantly say, hey, that's my best installer over there. Oh, that guy's way better installer than me. They don't want to touch film. They don't want to touch the polisher. They want to lead their team. And so I kind of thought through my trip and I, I, I want to relay it like this. Has Bill Belichick ever been the best player on the Patriots? No, but he was a necessary coach for everybody to have success. But Tom Brady's a better football player than Bill Belichick. Has LeBron James ever played for a coach that was better than him? No. Right? Because LeBron James is a better basketball player, but he's not a better coach than the other guy. It was Phil Jackson, a great player on the 90s Bulls? No, he was a coach. Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and those people were great. I think one of the things I take away from talking to these owners last week, and I spent a ton of time down there and, and hours, and some of these guys I spent the entire day with learning things that, that, that could help my business and sharing what we do at my business to help them and their questions. And it was great. And, and I look at this and I say this all the time. And I said it to these guys after it started to become obvious that if you're just worried about your skill set, man, you, there's a way easier path. If you want to be a, the best detailer in the world, there's there, that's a great thing to be. But go work for somebody. Don't try to build a business because you're not going to have that much success. You're just not. And just barely getting by isn't success. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about ultimate success. So if my business needs another five grade PPF installers, which I could hire right now, then those five people being out on their own and not making it very much money and really kind of struggling, where does that benefit both parties? It doesn't. But you can be in Chase being the greatest PPF installer by working for somebody. We shared a story. There's a company out there offering 250K to great PPF installers. The vast majority of business owners in PPF will never, ever take home 250 grand in profit. So the message is kind of skewed that if you're somebody that's just obsessed with constantly going and learning a new skill and you don't know how you're going to monetize it, that's not what these guys do. They want to be Phil Jackson and they want to hire Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen to come work. And when you think of it that way, it should change everything. That nobody who's building a seven-figure business is trying to be the best tent installer, but they have four or five really great tent installers on their team that they take care of. And those guys make a lot of money and they build a team. But that's the division. And that's why I've always been anti so many of these training protocols that I see, that I've looked through, that I've had people share the documents with me. And I go, this isn't going to get you anywhere. And that's why I say that, because when you actually meet with guys and all six of these guys had more of a seven, all had seven figure businesses, one of the guys approaching an eight figure business, they aren't concerned whether they're a great installer or a great detailer or great at polishing paint. They don't care. For some of you, that must be odd to hear because that's what you've been told. Learn this, learn that. These guys build a system that 
gets the job done for the customers and what they're paying for. And then they hire great people and they go out and do an excellent job installing an excellent job of paint correction. You need systems. You need to know how to do things, but there's many people five years into their business who are still the best detailer in their business. That's not going to be a seven figure business. It's just not, doesn't mean it's wrong, but I get asked all the time about business growth. And that's one of the things we saw. The next thing is going to hit home for a lot of people. And they're going to say, I'm not going to do that. Or there's different ways to run a business. There really isn't. So I had one of the guys who knew I was going to talk about my trip down there on the podcast say, Hey, you should ask all your listeners to ask themselves this real question as owners. I said, okay, what's the question? And here it is. How many consecutive days have you been the first one in and the last one to leave? If you work Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday or Tuesday through Saturday, have you been the first one in and the last one to leave? Next thing, have you missed zero days? And how long have you not missed? Now, miss could be sick. Miss could be you took a day off to spend with your family. Miss could be a vacation. Miss, If you miss, you miss. And I said, okay. And here's why he asked it. And I know why he asked it, because I've harped on this on this podcast before, and I'll tell you this right now. He goes, I had eight and a half years where I never was the, I was always the first one in the last one to leave. And that's the part people don't see. That's the part that now that I'm having success, everybody wants to have my success, but they don't want to give that eight and a half years. Another gentleman, that was 10 years of his life, 10 plus years where he never missed a day. When's the last time you were away from your business during a day that you could have been working? Some of you took a trip. Some of you, you know, just didn't want to work. How many days? Because the successful people that I talked to on this trip had years of not missing, not days, years. That's been my experience at VR. I've shared this before from about 2008, and I wasn't a business owner yet, but from 2008, to about 2016, 2017, I never took a vacation. I never looked for a day off. I never said I had, but it was a sacrifice. I lost friendships. I lost family relationships. I, I, I lost significant other relationships. I sacrificed. But yet in my career, I've never seen somebody that has a seven-figure business, eight-figure business, nine-figure business, 10-figure business for some of my clients that they don't have a story just like that. Some people, it's five years. Some, some it's seven, eight, nine years. Some it's 20 years. Everybody's different. But everybody wants the success of the ultra successful in this industry, yet they don't want to do anything that those people do. That's like looking outside and seeing all the cars are on four wheels and thinking you have to reinvent the wheel. No, that's, that's how cars ride around. Now you can make the rims different. You can manufactured low pro tires or all-terrain tires or whatever, but the round nature of the tire is already set in stone. And so when you look at it and you go, hey, man, I, I was away from my business just two weeks ago. Imagine a guy telling you for 20 straight years, he never missed a day. He sells this company for multi-billion dollars. It's pretty evident why. He never missed once in 20 years. 
didn't take a day off, didn't look for a vacation, didn't want it. Did he sacrifice a lot? Yeah, he did. You're going to sacrifice relationships. People are going to be pissed off at you. People are going to think you're weird. Sure. But I get asked all the time about how to build a big business. And then nobody wants to acknowledge that most of these people have given up 5, 10, 15, 20 years of your life. If I was 25 years old today and I could say, don't miss work at your company, be the first one in, last one to leave for the next five years. And by the time you're 30, you can pretty much have your life set up for you. The vast majority of people wouldn't do it. That's exactly what one of these business owners said to me. He says, I've given a million people the blueprint. They don't want to do it. Now, whether that's true or not, I don't know. But it was enlightening to me to hear everyone say the same thing. That they've had some semblance of time where they gave up everything for their business to be successful. Right? Wrong? I don't know. I'm just trying to share what I found in the trip as a common denominator of everybody. Again, some of these people knock out hundreds of ceramic coatings a month, do paint correction. Some do only film all over the map. And the third thing that was universal was they cared about two things in their business. Three really, but two things were at the top of the list. Marketing and sales. The third thing was the financials of their business, and then it was installation and all that other stuff. Marketing and sales. I have a little bit of a love-hate relationship with the internet world as a whole because I feel like a lot of internet business providers have lied to a lot of people for a lot of years. There are great actors. We deal with a lot of with a great company at HyperClean and at VR. But for 12 years, I've watched as people in this space have kind of lied to a lot of us about what it takes to be successful. And let me tell you what it takes to be successful in marketing and sales. First, you have to have a great sales process. Let's get that out of the way. That's a different skill set. But marketing, there's only one solution to marketing. It's called money. Here are some of the ranges I got from three guys. 12000 17.5 and over $25,000 spent every month to advertise in Houston. They weren't advertising across the United States. That's what they were ad that's what they were spending to advertise just in the Houston area. Film, tent, detailing. Those were the biggest shops, those were the biggest people, those were the most successful people. And why do I have a love-hate relationship? Well, I have a love-hate relationship because, again, I felt like I feel like by getting this information to everybody in our community listening to this, one of the most important things to understand is I just want you to have the information. What you do with it is on you. If you don't want to, if you want to go on family vacation every year, that's awesome with me. I just want you to have the information of what these successful people do. So. One of the things that I want to get across consistently is what these successful people do. And I wish internet providers of, of marketing and SEO and all would just be honest. The guys spending the most money are the guys that are winning. But it's also, can you convert when you get these people in your door? And they take sales very seriously. Most of them had team members that all they did was sell. If they're doing content, they're investing money into doing it properly. 
That could be an $8,000 camera rig at one of the places. I don't say this to discourage people. I say it because this is what we should have been saying all along. We should have been saying all along these types of things. That this is what it costs to do it properly and make sure you get results and you don't get frustrated. Don't think you're going to spend $100 on ads and you're going to blow the market out of the water. Because the guy that's spending 1000 2000 10 20 is going to kill the marketplace. That was universal amongst everybody. That the top two things that those guys were worried about was marketing and sales. Not being the best detailer, not being the best film installer, not being the best ceramic coating specialist. That's not what they were doing. And when you sit down with people that are actually doing it, it's amazing that everything that we're being trained on in this industry isn't being talked about. Because these guys aren't just out there throwing the information away for free. That's not what's happening. They've learned through the school of hard knocks, and this is where they ended up. The coolest thing about these trips is I'm not going to get trained by anybody. I'm going to create a relationship. And that relationship, they asked me a ton about how I set my business up. We all were different from one another, but how we operated was so similar. We cared about efficiency in our team. If somebody's installing tent, PPF, paint correction, ceramic coating, the one thing as a business owner I care about is, are we doing it efficiently and properly? Guess what word I heard? Efficiency, efficiency, efficiency. The coolest thing about getting to go on these trips is these are relationships. We're not friends. We're business friends. And so now we're texting back and forth. Hey, I tried this. Hey, thanks for hooking me up with this guy. Hey, thanks for talking. Thanks for giving me this marketing guy. This is the kind of stuff that leads to success. But if all you ever think about is what you get out of something, because look, it was my dime. I took some of these guys out to lunch on my dime. I took the trip on my dime. I went and helped lay film for free in one of the shops just so we could hang out and chit chat. I'm not looking to get anything. I just wanted to get some education on what was going on in their world and how they saw things. These guys have guys on their team making $125,000 a year installing film or doing detailing. And this is the basics of what I saw through all the shops. They were all doing things a little bit differently, but the basics were the basics. That's the coolest thing, man. And here's what the last thing I'll leave you with. The coolest thing is to see guys have success. Seeing other people's success and not being jealous of it, but being like, damn, this is really cool. I like your shop. I, you know, you're really killing it. You got a good team here. Look at all the stuff you're doing. That stuff is invaluable to me because it gets me pumped up to, to do better at my business. And that's what I hope some of these Saturday episodes do. You know, we'll talk the car business. We'll talk the auction world, but my world has been a lot different lately. I've been, you know, I got SEMA coming up. I got a million meetings at SEMA for the first time in, in a long time because I want to just keep building my network of people. There's a lot of people that are going to look at SEMA and they got to make money off SEMA. But what if I build a relationship that makes me a million dollars long-term and you were over here detailing a car for a thousand bucks? One's not right. One's not wrong. 
but your mindset starts to change. Your mindset starts to change when you value relationships and you value information over everything else. Because I learned three or four things that I implemented in my business. I got a Dodge Ram sitting outside. We did windshield film and PPF. We did a Porsche bumper. I knocked out the Porsche bumper faster than I ever have because of a one little tip I got from a guy. We set up our, our station a little differently. We in instantly got more efficient. It wasn't some big training thing. It was something small that I took away on my own. Then I asked him why he did it. Boom, I got the answer. It was implemented. I laid the bumper as fast as I've ever laid one. We got the Dodge Ram in and out of here in one day, windshield film and a full front end. That was not really that possible until this trip. Learning, but learning the basic little tiny things and being able to pay attention. And I want to let leave one thought. The Houston trip was off the hook. I, I, I can't tell you how much fun I had. Got to see family, but ultimately I worked the entire time I was there. My family knew I was going to do that. No harm, no foul. I worked every day that I went on the trip because that's how much fun I had. But also I want to kind of bring something into perspective. There's something that's Marty and I are talking behind the scenes. I know I'm very guilty of this. So I want to share with everybody that's stuck around on this episode, something to think about. A lot of people hear things. Hearing noises and hearing somebody talk is not what the aim is. It's to listen. And there's a difference between those two things. It's hard for me. Hearing is, is I'm around somebody or I'm listening to an audio book or I'm listening to a podcast and I hear all the stuff and I'm not really that paying attention. We all do that. It's going to make an, a crazy difference in your business and your personal life if you start to listen and really digest what somebody's saying rather than just hear all the time. And I'm really guilty of this, by the way. It's something I'm working really, really hard on because it's hard to listen. We all can hear people, the noises, the, the words, we can all hear shit. How many of us are listening? And when you listen, that's when things become actionable. It's something I'm working on. I wanted to share after this trip that I worked really hard to listen to everything everybody was saying, not hear anything, listen to everything. And there's a very big difference in those two things. So wanted to share a little bit wanted to tell you that BMW has ruined a sedan that I used to love. Maybe that'll change someday and tell you, bring you guys in on a great trip to Houston. I'm hoping to take more of these trips around the country to places and people I want to meet. So until then guys, next week, have a great weekend.